Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we are back. Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 14. It's been quite a few games played um, since we last got together, Alex. Um, they had an exciting one on the island. Uh, Sorokin basically stood on his head and we still scored five goals. Uh, took care of the Rebels in Quebec. Um, unfortunately fell to a pesky Capitals team that we just see, can't seem to get right ever in our existence as Devils fans. Um, and then and then put home a thrilling one in Buffalo. Um, and as we are talking right now, we have the wild game this evening and we'll recap that one after that game but uh for this part of the podcast uh assume that we've uh, only uh watched the islanders habs caps and buffalo game uh since the last time we spoke that's three out of four wins um keeping pace and and they're not playing their best hockey but they they, they find ways to win what, what are you seeing alex yeah pretty much uh what you said there um uh, you know they're not playing their best hockey yet, but they're they're getting wins. I think some of the defensive uh, game has been a little sloppy at times. They've been good, but then they've been bad. I think the Sabres game was kind of the perfect encapsulation of that. That they they had some good defensive stretches there, and then there was like one stretch in the second period where they just stopped defending. Um, but I think they're mostly playing well, and they're four two and one. So you can't it's hard to complain with that um, start. You know, even though that they're not playing their best, they still have a pretty good record and look like they're trending toward being one of the better teams in the Metro. Yeah, and, and I think we're starting to get some more of the depth scoring. I think this, I mean, outside of Toffoli, who just seems to be lighting up the lamp uh, every game, but uh, it seems to, you know, Hall is starting to pitch in. Um, Timo finally got his first. He's got a five-point game yeah, streak or something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yep, so he seems to be getting his footing. Uh, Jesper's continuing to produce magic. Uh, before Nico got hurt, he, had, he was on a two-game goal streak, which is good to get him going. Uh, it, it really seems the only player that hasn't gotten started yet is uh, Sir Dawson Mercer. Um, but that will come. Uh, the, the kid's too good not to, to stay off the score sheet for this long. Yeah, I think Mercer will get it going eventually. So. Yeah. All right. So should we uh, should we dive into the Islanders game? Uh, this was this was a fun one. Um, again, a very slow start, uh, which has been a common theme for the Devils this season. But they seem to to turn it around um, in the second. But then you know they, they should have really put this one away in the third uh, and gave up a late one, right? Yeah. 
So I didn't watch that game live. I had a friend's birthday uh, that I had to go out to, but I watched it the next morning and uh, just kind of confirmed what I saw on Natural Stat Trick that Dakira Schmidt had a bit of a tough outing that night. Um, wasn't his best. Probably should have stopped at least two of those goals, if I remember right. Um, but I thought the team played quite well. I mean, they were clearly controlling play. Um through the first two periods at a minimum, but even in the third period, um, I thought they were the better team for the most part. Um, that was one of the games where they needed a fast start and they got it that game, even though they didn't weren't the first team to score. Once again, uh, they still played quite well in the first period, and really the only reason that they weren't up after the first period is because Sorokin was standing on his head, but that was kind of the fast start. It was a problem at that point. It was even a problem in the games we'll talk about in a few seconds, but um, yeah, they got off to a fast start that game. They needed it. They needed that win, I think, just to get a little bit of confidence. And then, um, yeah, I thought Tyler Toffoli got his first goal in that game, which was good because he had been getting chances. Um, but I thought it was a really good um, effort, especially from Jack Hughes, who <laughs> four points in that game. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, um, and the game winner, right? I, uh, I think it's important to point out they won the special teams battle in this game beyond belief they were four for five on the power play yeah when is the last time a devil's team's ever been four for five on a power play but yeah so actually i think i saw the stat after the game i think um it was at least pertaining to the islanders that the last time they had given up four goals in a, a four power play goals was against the devils in 2014 when yager was on the team uh i don't know if that was the last time that the devils had given uh scored four goals in the power play but um yeah, that's what I had seen after the game. It was one stat that was floating around on Twitter. That's a, that's a pretty outrageous one. Uh, but more importantly, 0, 0 for 2. You know, the Islanders were 0 for 2 on their power play, which meant we were 2 for 2 on the penalty kill, which, you know, prior to us recording this episode, you know, that was one of the things we said they needed to work on was the penalty kill. Yeah. And boy, it seems like they have. Um, and we'll get into it. I think they've had a two shorthanded goals since our last time, or maybe one, yeah. you know, the one on Friday, but I think there might've been another one. Yeah. That Islanders game was a good get right spot for their uh, penalty kill too. Cause Islanders power plays just got awful. Um, so, um, and it showed in that game, I think when the Islanders were on the power play, they just puck movement was terrible. They weren't getting shots toward the net. Um, so yeah, that was a good spot for the penalty kill to kind of fix some of the issues that were there. Um, I don't really think the penalty kills is like structurally. I think they mentioned it in the Bryce, I think mentioned it in the last game um, against Buffalo that the penalty kill not really like a structure issue. It's uh, just more s- kind of execution that they've been struggling with. So I think they'll, you know, they'll get it right at some point. Yeah. And Jack's game winning goal was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but he, he was at Pellich. Uh, no, it was Ryan Pollock. Um, yeah, one of, yeah, pretty much danced him and then top glove side over Sorokin and game over. Yeah, he. I saw the interview with um, Bryce after the game when Bryce asked him what he was looking for, I think, on that play. And uh, Jack said he was waiting to see if Pollock turned his feet. And once he turned, he knew he had him in a bad spot. And that's when he fired the shot. So... Uh, it speaks to Jack's hockey IQ as well. He's looking for those kind of little things to when players put themselves out of position. And that's how he takes advantage of them. The game must be so slow to him right now. Yeah, it looks like he's playing. Yeah. It's, it's kind of silly uh, to, to see what he's doing. But, hey, more importantly, Dougie, Dougie had a big goal in that game as well. 
Um, he was continuing his point production, finally got to Foley on the board, and and it seems like the floodgates have just opened in regards to to, to Foley. He seems to be fitting in very nicely. Um, Luke got his first on the power play as well. Didn't know he had that type of shot. I'll be yeah. honest with you. Oh yeah, he's got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a freaking laser. Uh, so good for him. Uh, and then, you know, just the avalanche of points continues for Jack Hughes. It, yeah. it's, it's absurd, the start of the season that we're seeing from this. Yeah, I think it's also important to note that game was the game where Timo Meyer, Timo Meyer uh, started to get going to. Did he have two assists, I think, in that Islanders game, right? Yeah, so yep. um, even Ruff said after the game, I think that was at that point, at least in the season, he was like, that was uh, the best game Timo had played to that point of the seasons. And then since then, Meyer's kind of looked more like the Timo Meyer everyone was expecting to. So that's definitely important to note. Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely an argument to be had that that might be the best line in hockey. Or at least top three. Yeah, I mean, it's up there right now. Um, they're putting up the points, and the five on five metrics have been there as well. Um, I mean, Nico Hischer, Andre Pilat, and Jesper Bratt were looking pretty good too that game. That was the little game where they, Ruff had first used those combos. If I remember right, the Hischer line really dominated uh, the Islanders at five on five that game. Um, it's good for Pilat too. I think Pilat, even though he's not getting the score sheet right now, he looks pretty good. Uh, to start this season, I think it's... Well, he's winning major points in the locker room, and we'll get to that after the Sabres game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, should we move on to uh, the Habs game? Yeah, let's do it. I think, yes, they, they started, you know, they didn't get the first goal again. Shocker, right? But, you know, I think as soon as they didn't, it, it kind of flipped for them, and it was cruise control from there, really. Uh, I think this was probably one of their more dominant, uh, uh, dominating performances of the season. The scoreline will say it as well. The face-off dot. Just, just guess, guess what the face-off percentage was for that game, uh, Alex? Like sixty percent for sixty-three point three percent. You yeah. know me; I love a good face-off uh, <laughs> performance. They were two for four in the power play. Um, they were three for four in the penalty kill, but. You know, outside of the the weird first goal from the Habs, uh, I think this this was a Vanacek game, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think Vanacek settled in very nicely, and he made some pretty big saves throughout that game after the the weird first goal. That was poor rebound control on his part, and the defense was asleep. But you know, something that we saw again on Friday, and then you know, in the Habs game, Holt's response. He gets the first goal for the team. Uh, and then it, then it was the, the floodgates really open from there. Yeah, that 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 so that they did start slow again that game, but the slow start wasn't that bad. I think it was really just like the first five ish minutes or something like that, and then after that it was really all devils for the rest of the game. To be honest, not just the first period. I just said like stellar individual performance from Matheson and Marino just being asleep at the blue line, but that was yeah, that was a, that was a great. Like they would play well. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Tyler Toffoli, big game for him. Obviously, it was a hat trick. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the Devils look really good that game. That's, you know, the Habs, they look improved this season, but that's still a team that the Devils should be not really having too much trouble with uh, if you want to be, you know, competing for the Metropolitan Division title. So, um, yeah, they looked really good that game. They controlled play at 5-on-5. Five five. Uh, I don't really have any issues with it. The power play looked great again. Uh, it was helping kind of, I think, if I remember right, it was their power play goal. That made it 2-1. 
um, that kind of yeah to Foley. That was a neat. Uh, I think that was Jack off the boards to to Foley in the slot. Yeah, something like that. So I think that game that goal helped um, you know propel them to the five two victory. Um, and Vanacek is important too because yeah, he, the first goal wasn't great, but he really didn't do anything wrong after that. He, that was easily his best start of the season to this point. Um, they need a little more from that, a little more from him like that going forward. Hundred percent. Uh, I think it's important. With you, Nico's goal was quite an outstanding effort. For, yeah, if I remember that was one correctly. that made it up three-one. I think like start yeah, yeah, really. I think that you know put put the game on ice really for at least for the Devils' perspective. Um, but yeah, listen, outstanding effort for Toffoli. You always got to shout out a hat trick. I mean, yes, his former team, one of his former teams too. It, you know, hat tricks were few and far between for the Devils for a good decade. And now, you know, there there seems to be more opportunities to secure them night in and night out with, with uh, the talent on this team. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to add from the Habs game? Uh, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, this is this is the performance you want to see from a Devils team, night in and night out. The, like the carbon copy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Okay, now we go on to the Capitals game. This was a roller coaster of a game. <laughs> yeah. The Devils started in a three hole three nothing hole on national television. And like they just didn't show up in the first. Like there was nothing there. Yeah, I was more taken aback, I think, by the lack of offense that they were, or the lack of offense that they couldn't create anything in the first period. Like, the defense wasn't great, too, but Akira Schmidt gave up. I honestly could have argued he should have stopped all three goals he gave up, but let's say two. He should have stopped two of them. It would have been one nothing after the first period, and it wouldn't have looked as bad. Um, but, yeah, I mean, their puck is, like, like Lindy Ruff said after the uh, game, their puck management in the first period was terrible. It was atrocious, I think, was the word he used exactly. Um, they couldn't complete a simple pass, which I think is what led to the disjointed offensive uh, effort. So, yeah, I mean, you get what you deserve um, when you go down 3 nothing like that, even though they fought back and were up 4-3 at one point. But um, it was a sloppy game from them. Um, it was pretty similar to when they played the Capitals exactly a year ago um, to start the 2022-23 season. They lost 6-3. To Washington, uh, poor goaltending effort from Mackenzie Blackwood, and they had looked sloppy. The puck management wasn't bad. It was basically a carbon copy of that game from a year ago. Um, so you know they got to clean up these starts. Um, they can't have they can't have performances like that in the first period, or they're just not going to win games. It's as simple as that. Encouraging to see that, that if this team does need to score three goals, they can do it in two minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, um, I, that's. Um, I mean, it, it just definitely doesn't look like a lead uh, or a deficit is. There's going to be no deficit too small from them to come back from. They'll always make things interesting. At least um, they just have that kind that was of vibe. absurd, Alex. That was absurd. Yeah, it was crazy, and then they took the four three lead not too far after from that too. So. Um, that's what should get you excited, and they have the firepower to come back from pretty much anything. Yeah, and, and, the, and the sad part is, is like I missed like then the first two minutes of the third period, and we were down five four. Yeah, they came out pretty uh, pretty lethargic to start the third period too. I think Trump, part of it was they had to put so much energy into coming back that it maybe took the wind out of their sails a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean 
they can come back from 3-0 deficit pretty easily. I guess it depends on the opponent a little bit. You know, the Capitals are not... They don't look First like... First-time goalie, too. Yeah, they don't look like they're going to be a playoff team this year, too. So, like, if you're playing a team against... If you're playing a better team like the Boston Bruins, Vegas Golden Knights, Tampa, etc., you know, coming back from 3-0 is probably not going to be as easy. Um, but, yeah, I mean... That's but definitely scored four goals on 22 shots. Like, that's that's pretty ridiculous, too. Yeah. It definitely, and like you said, it definitely helped that Hunter Shepard was making his first NHL start. So, um, it, some of the goals he gave up too, and that comeback weren't the the best. But yeah, it was a sloppy game from the Devils. It was kind of a typical early season game you see in the NHL. You know, in October, these games tend to be pretty sloppy. They're not you're not playing the best hockey uh, at this point. It really takes a few weeks to get going, and I think that was kind of part of the you know what went into that game really being a mess. Should we just move into the next mess that we just happened to win? Uh, yeah, that was that game was a mess as well. Um, a better mess, but it was a mess. <laughs> yeah, I, they dominated from the dot again, over sixty percent, which is insane. Um, I mean, we're I, we're going to see lots of games like that this season with the center crew that they have. Yeah, um, they should at least. Yeah, yeah. You know, they they won a wild one against the Sabres 5-4. Really should have been 6-4 um, with the broken stick. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I laughed because like, I was like, that that would only happen to Eric Halla. He has had better <laughs> luck to start this season. But, uh, I mean, he played phenomenal this game. Yeah. Um, again, they give up the first goal. But it wasn't because, like, they... I don't think it wasn't because they weren't playing well. It yeah, was a, it was, it was a free it was, play, yeah. Yeah, free play on Luke Trippin. Really, if you yeah, could have stopped that one. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. It was just over his shoulder. He should have stopped that one. Better positioning. Then Holtz, here we are again, tying the game up on, a, you know, just a goal scorer's goal, really, right? Like, just getting in front of the net and getting in. No, sorry, not a goal scorer's goal, but just, like, a gritty goal um, and, and something you want to see from someone that's just generally trying to shoot from from outside. Um, so good on him. And that line really played well that game, I thought. Yeah, the so they're probably going to be broken up. I would think they're going to be broken up with Heischer out, but they did play really well that game. They gave the Devils a couple of really good shifts before they tied it. Um, in the first period, and obviously the shift tied it. But um, yeah, that was Holtz, probably his best game. But not, I'm trying to think. That's probably his best game as a Devil. Um, certainly this season for sure. Um, he's looked really good to start 2023-24. Um, um, he's creating chances for his line mates too. It's not just him getting some, you know, fluke goals here and there. I think you know he set up Eric Halla for a pretty good chance in the third period. His um. Todd Cordell showed it in his um, shot contributions chart um, for that game that Holtz led the team in co- shot contributions at five and five. For those who don't know what shot contributions are, that's you know how many shots on goal you get and how many um, shots on goal you set up. So he had shot assists. That's what that's called, and he was the team's leader in that game. Um, so yeah, that was definitely encouraging. I think you know eventually if he keeps playing like this, you're going to have to give him more than bottom six minutes. But for now, it's working. So. Keep him there. Um, Building his confidence. Yeah. I understand. Every, you know, there's this part of the dev, Devils fandom that thinks the Devils have stunted his growth in some way. I would like to address that. First of all, the Devils have proven over and over again that they can develop young talent. Should Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Jesper Bratt, 
eventually little cues like Kevin Ball, Dawson Mercer. I think they know what they're doing. This team wouldn't be where it was if they weren't able to develop young talent. He is finally starting to play well. Doesn't matter where he is in the lineup. That's encouraging. Yes, he needed to spend an extra year in the A. He lit it up in the A. You know, sometimes players take a little bit longer than others. Give the kid, I mean, the kid, yeah, how many points? He's got a couple, you know, two goals this season, a couple assists. He's playing really well. He looks good. Yeah, I don't think his development stunted in any way. He, he looks a lot better than Dawson Mercer. 21 years old? Yeah, he's 20. Yeah, he turns 22 in January, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. So he's on track. Yeah. He's on track. Yeah, I mean, like I was, like, um, I was about to say that he looks a lot better than Dawson Mercer to start this season for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see if he keeps scoring goals. Um, Ruff is going to have to give him more time uh, at some point. So, um, encouraging to see. But yeah, that game in general, um, they got off to a good start, even though they fell down one nothing. Um, they got it back and were heading into the first intermission at two two. You know, Jesper Bratt's goal was really nice. Made a great defensive play on uh, Matias Samuelson. And opened up Eric Comrie for the easy goal. Um, that was a sexy goal, man. Yeah, that, that was a nice one. And then the second period is where things got really wild. The they for whatever reason the Devils just decided to stop defending. You know, Luke well, let's, let's, I think you know after the we we need to address the Nico hit at the end of the first. Oh right, yeah, that was at the end of the first. Uh, yeah, he wasn't. Connor Clifton wasn't trying to hurt Nico. He he's just missed time. The hit. Wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, he thought Nico was going to do something else. Um, he said, I saw the comment just before we started recording. He thought Nico was going to do something else. And then, so he went to put the hit on him, but he didn't do what he thought he was going to do. And that's what happened. So it wasn't, it wasn't trying to hurt him. Just unfortunately. The Clifton family as well, because yeah, he had all 125 members in attendance, I believe. Yeah, 120 or 150. I saw different numbers rolling around on Twitter. But yeah, they were all there. <laughs> Shout out to the Clifton family. Stuff like that happens. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was malicious. Yeah, but no, of course not. Shout out to Palat for getting in there and, and taking care of business, even though I really think it should have been the wrecking ball. Like, come on, Kevin, get in oh. there. You are a monster. Did you see the video of uh, Chris Rooney telling... Uh, <laughs> I did, like, yeah. But, oh, yeah. You're getting the power play. Yeah. 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 Was so he was trying, but Chris Rooney's like, get the fuck out of here. You're getting the power play. Palat took care of business. So. Uh, um, yeah, that was good. And then... Eric Halla with an unbelievable... Honestly, that was, that was a big point in the game, right? Yeah. They're, they are tied 2-2. They go on the penalty kill, and he makes an unbelievable play at the blue line to poke the, pass, to poke the puck past the defender, and then makes even a better move to, to bring it top shelf. Yeah, I mean, before then, even the... So that's when the Devils' defense really started to break down. Before that penalty kill, Vanacek made the save on the Alex Tuck breakaway, and then the Zemgis Gergensen's 2-0. Um, yeah. And I think Olofsson on the rebound on that 2-0. So Vanacek really kept them in the game to that point, and then Paula makes the nice play, because Dawson Mercer was pe- pressuring whoever the puck carrier was. I forget who it was. I think it was Dylan Cousins who made the errant pass, because... Mercer was pressuring him. Halla read it, uh, took it the other way, and like you said, beautiful uh, backhanded beauty to give him a three-two lead. But yeah, that was a big point in the game. Um, if you know, it could have gone, if the Sabres score there, it could have gone uh, the way the game was trending at that point. It could have definitely ended a different way. And then, unfortunately, Darlene did find an answer. 
Um, it deflects off Bastion. Um, yeah, it, it, he still, it was still a wicked shot, though. Like, he, he got a lot was, of it. It was a great shot. But, uh, yeah, yeah, nothing Vanich could do on that because it changed direction on him. So, went off Bastion's leg or something, yeah, something I believe. his skate or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunate there. And then in the third period, they really put the, the clamps down, right? They got the Jack goal, took, took the lead with. It, we're sticking with Jack Hughes, right? This has been everyone's goal. I think Lindy, it was yeah. credited to Lindy at one point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're going to start crediting players from last year's team at some point. It's, uh, it's true. Let's go with Jack Hughes' goal. It was what, a trademark play, the cut in, and then finds, finds the open space to shoot it. It deflected off, I don't know, I guess a saber and went in? Is that is that how we're getting to Jack? it went off the top of uh, Pekka Lukanen's pad and went in, looking at the replay. Oh, okay. That's what happened, but it's tough to see because there were a lot of bodies in front of there. Because originally it was Meyer's goal. It was McLeod's goal at one point. I didn't even think McLeod was on the he ice. On, yeah, he wasn't on the ice, so I don't know why he was. Um, then Tufoli got Tufoli. his own. Yeah. yeah. So... Okay, whatever. Meyer got a point on it, so there we go. Meyer's already a five assists, and we were all breaking down the door. Um, <laughs> and then, and then more importantly, Luke got his third assist, so Luke's, Luke's starting to put up the points. Yeah, good um, night for him uh, against Buffalo as well. And, and then there was also a standout play with Luke on a two-on-one where he played it unbelievably and intercepted the pass. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. I forget who the same was. Period. It was yeah. in the first period because I think Brendan Smith made an awful play. Um, <laughs> shocker. And Luke got caught in a two-on-one, and he he baited the guy into the pass, and Luke stopped it with his skates. Like, we rarely see that. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Ball is not playing poorly to start the season. I think he's been pretty solid, uh, to be honest. But I think Luke Hughes' upside is just so good that it's going to be hard for Lindy to keep him on the third pair for that much longer. So I think eventually you're going to see him alongside Marino. But for now, it's working. Uh, but yeah, you can definitely tell that uh, I think, let's say around in some point in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I think you'll probably see Luke playing higher up the lineup. Well, it also depends when Colin Miller's going to get back too, right? Cause yeah, maybe they need to that, get him in whenever he's healthy. We, I don't even think we've really had an update on his injury status. No, I just, is it lower body, upper body? He got hurt it's in practice. lower body, I think. And yeah. they said he's probably going to miss some time, but we haven't really had an update since then. So, um, But yeah, they need to, when he's healthy, they need to get him into long Because, I mean, if he, let's just say he's out long term. I mean, we got to turn the damage at some point. I mean, Nemes just came back from his injury, too. Um, he played in his first game with Utica last night. Apparently, he looked pretty good. But, yeah, I think Nemes is going to be in Utica probably for a little while. I don't think they're going to want to. At least till Thanksgiving, I guess. Probably but after that, even. Yeah, it, it just, the Smith play can't continue, though. I mean, do you, do you give Cal a look? Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to consider it, I guess, at some point. And Smith has not played well. The, the thing that I've kind of had... Is, an issue with, with Smith is um, he's just not completing pat like he's never been a great pass. He can't exit the zone. He can't exit the zone. Passing has not been good this season. He's got to get more accurate with his passing, and then I think that would help him. Yeah, I completely agree because the the zone exits is what's putting them in these precarious situations, and traditionally that, that's what happened to them last season as well. Anytime they couldn't exit the zone and it was the the extra cycle or the extra movement, that's usually where they break down. Yeah, and that's why it probably helps to have Luke on that pair right now because he's going to move the puck out of the zone. So that's probably why you're not going to see a change for a little bit. But I think eventually it'd be hard to keep him there for that much longer. 
he's so creative. It's yeah, nuts. it's puck. He's got to cut down on the turnovers, puck handling around the blue line. That's what led to it's Al. Oh, too creative. I give you that. Yeah. But his his ability to poke check is 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 very underrated. Yeah, I mean, I, he's, he's got the size. He's six three. He's got a long reach. I think he's not just going to be an offensive defenseman when he hits his prime. That's going to be you know stout two way play from him. Yeah, I'm. I've been really impressed. And similarly with Jack, some of his backtracking um, has been. Has yeah, been he's been better up. defensively as well. So yeah, just so fun watching them just toss the puck to each other like yeah. they're on, on the power like, play. Uh, yeah, it is pretty fun on yeah. the power play. <laughs> like playing pond hockey. It's yeah. like just oh, <laughs> gets you going, baby. Gets you going. Uh, all right, and then Eric Halla with uh, the, the game winner. Uh, yeah. Game winner. Um, so the Devils only gave up three shots in that third period. However, one of the shots actually did go in and should not have gone in yeah. whatsoever. But what an awful goal that was. Yeah, Vanacek had been playing well until that point, from the first period on until that point. I don't know how that goal, goal got through. Um, I think you Vanacek, can't give those short side goals. Yeah, Danico said um, in the post game that it looked like Vanacek was inside the post too much, um, so that left a little opening for the puck to get in. Um, yeah, that can't go in. I really like their def- their defensive effort in the third period, though. They, they didn't give Buffalo anything. Um, so you need... You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the, like, you know, the, either the, the game against the Rangers, Game 7, where they just completely put them on lock, or... Yeah, it was close to the that. final regular season game against the Hurricanes that they played when they won 3 yeah. nothing. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty similar to those two games from last season. Um, you're not going to get that every period defensively, obviously, but you need to. They need more consistent performances like that. Like the second period, they gave up 1.46 expected goals uh, at five and five, which is an outrageous number for one period. And then the third period, they gave up 0.17 expected goals. So you need to find which is an outrageous yeah, number. Is, yeah, that's an outrageous number in the opposite <laughs> direction. So there needs to be like if you're somewhere in between those two numbers, you know, per period, um, that will help. Think that's what. You know, when I say when the defensive game is still a work in progress, the consistency isn't there yet. So you need to you need to find a little more consistency. You can't be going these wild roller coasters, um, especially when you're giving up a one point four six. That's that's too much. I'd also like to bring some a couple of points up here. One from a karma perspective, I think the Devils got lucky with a few calls in yeah, that game. The Dougie Hamilton, I when they showed the replay on TV, I was like, that should have been a penalty. It didn't hit the glass. It just went straight into the net. It should have been a delay <laughs> game at the end. Uh, I was, and then after that is when they got, uh, the Buffalo got a delay a game and Don Granado was rightfully livid because... I thought he was going to pull Robbie for Torek. Yeah, right. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> he definitely missed that call. Um, Dougie should have gotten a delay of game penalty for that. Uh, so the Devils were definitely lucky in that regard. That and I also thought the McLeod trip was a little soft. Um, I don't remember that one. But that was the one that, that was uh, it was late in the game. They got a power play. I remember him being pissed off in the penalty box, but I don't remember the play itself. Um, it was power. Maybe yeah, it was a it was bit of a makeup call for the delay. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember it now. Maybe there was a bit of a makeup call for missing the delay of the game. I don't know, but uh, yeah, there we got no. We got oh, the we power got. play. Yeah. Owen Power tripped Michael oh, McLeod. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, now I remember. Yeah, 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 Power was, yeah, I remember Power wanted to kill the refs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and that was, that leads into my next point. He is a 
massive human being. Yeah, he's like six six, like two twenty or something like that. He's really good. Um, I mean, Luke Hughes and Owen Tyler from that class. I cooked him a couple times because he's not that fast side to side, but he is a very good hockey player and a very big human being. Yeah, he's going to be really good. Um, You know, him and Darlene on that Sabres blue line um, moving forward, and they got some good prospects coming up. they're in, they're in a good spot moving forward. The Sabers for far, 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 and also like forever. Tice is massive. She is a oh, you giant. Mean oh yeah, sorry. Tice's brother Tage. Yeah, Tice's yeah, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is massive. Yeah, he is a giant on the ice. I thought the Devils actually did a pretty good job. I know he scored a goal, but I thought the Devils did a pretty good job on his line for the most part. Um, so didn't hear from him the entire night. Yeah, didn't hear from him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Goal, but like, didn't hear from his line the entire night. Yeah, so they did a good, pretty good job keeping him in check. If you ask me, I thought Cousins was probably their best offensive player. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, Cousins had almost was almost point per game last season. Uh, he was close to it, I think. So, pretty good young player as well. Yeah, I thought he was at least for me. I, I was at the game. He to me, he he stood out the most for me on the uh, on the Sabers. Yeah, he was the one who scored the four four goal, wasn't it? That's not it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else you want to point out from this game? I thought they, I, I, honestly, I thought they played really well. I thought it was just some stupid defensive breakdowns that kept the Sabres in the game. Yeah, it was that seven, eight minute stretch in the second period where the Sabres were just basically getting any chance that they wanted. I mean, the 2 0 was an inexcusable. Like when it was happening, I was like, oh, they have someone covering it. And then as the camera kept following the puck, I was like, oh, wait, this is a 2 0. How, how did that happen? So. I think something they're struggling with is when a defenseman kind of pinches in to join play. There's not someone covering back, so that's why they're giving up some odd man rushes. I know they, the forward has to be aware that they need to track back, back and cover the, the defenseman's position, but uh, yeah, I think they'll get it in time. I thought their defense was going to be a work in progress because they're breaking into young guys and Kevin Ball and Luke Hughes, and we've already seen Luke improve, and I think Ball has been mostly solid. Um, so it'll just get better. I mean, with two young guys like that, you expect it to get better as the season goes along, and I think that's going to be the case. And credit to Ball. I've, I, the one thing I give him credit for is, is hopping up in the play, too. There's been a bunch of plays where he's come on where it's been two-on-two, two and you add him in, and it's three-on-two. So I thought he's been doing a great job hopping up in the play as well. Yeah, he's got the skating to do that. So, um, yeah, I've, I like what I've seen in spurts from their defensemen, but the consistency is just not there yet. Yes. Do you think there's any concern not having Dougie on the first power play unit? Um, not really. <laughs> not from a performance standpoint. I'm just saying from a locker room standpoint. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, he doesn't seem like that type to really care about it too much. Isn't he still at like six points or something like that? Um. You know, he did score the power play goal against the Islanders that made it 1-1. Yeah. Uh, and Luke Hughes is playing pretty well in that first unit right now, which I didn't think he was going to be able... I didn't think right away he would, you know, be looking as good as he does on the power play. I thought it would take a little bit of time, but he looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't think... He does. I, don't I, don't I mean, he did two assists last game. Yeah. I don't think there's anything to be concerned about there. I think he will... I think we'll be fine. If anything, it's just going to lengthen Dougie's career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, and that's looking powerful. He stretch last night in the third period where it was one of those Dougie stretches where he just kept keeping the puck in the zone and just ripping it. Yeah, I mean, he's been high event to start this season, uh, a lot of offense, but also been given up quite a bit defensively. I think he's actually played all right defensively, but 
you know, um, you take what you can get. I like Dougie's game. Yeah, yeah I, I just love his game. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't think I really have any concerns about, you know, anything with the locker room and not getting power play time. Um, I guess we'll see. All right, should we take a quick break? Yeah. And we are back. All right, fresh off a Devils win, 4-3 against the Minnesota Wild. Devils, I thought, played pretty well in this one. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, they. I think the first period, they started well, and then Dougie took the penalty after, and then after then, they didn't play so well. But second period and third period was much more like what you want to see from this team. Uh, they controlled the shots, uh, the shot battle at 5-5 five and five in both periods, both quality and quantity, so that was good. Um, not obviously the power play was it was a good spot for the power play again. I wrote about it in my uh, takeaway or my preview on uh, for Devils on the Rush that the wild penalty kill had really been struggling this season, and uh, it showed in this game. Uh, Devils, I mean, there's not really many pa- penalty kills that can stop that kind of passing, especially on what was it, J- uh, Jesper's second goal. So that's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, the power play is really. <laughs> I mean, it's the best in the NHL right now. That's for two sure. for three, two for three, and the pen- shout out to the penalty kill though. They went five for six. Yeah, I was going to say um, what was it four, or f- four, four for five or five for six? But and then, yeah, especially the big one to finish off the game. Yeah, Vanacek obviously with the big save with like five, I think like five seconds left or somewhere around there to keep that uh, you know four three win there. Uh, I thought he was pretty good for the most part. Um, I think the third goal uh, he would want back um, went right through his five hole, if I'm not mistaken. But I thought Vanacek was pretty good otherwise. So I don't really have too many complaints about his performance this time, uh, especially early in the game. He was making some big saves on the wild power play um, that kind of helped keep the game, you know, leveled up. So yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, I thought so. Um, similar to like the stats um, that I think you're going to share with us later in the pod. Um, you know, he's he's doing well with the really difficult ones. It just seems like he he, he wants one and two of them back each game. Um, we just got to tidy up the the more BAU as you would call it. Yeah, he's got to. I mean, it applies to Akira Schmidt too. That they both got to stop. They got to start making saves on the easy shots. So. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have any complaints from that game. I thought the two, the top two defense pairs looked really good today. Um, both Jonas and Dougie and then Kevin Ball and John Marino. Marino had, I mean, the pass, the brat on the first goal of the game, uh, by the way, Devils scoring the first goal of the game for the first time this season. So they broke that trend. That was big. So so they're a hundred percent, uh, so now yeah. you know going forward, they always have to score the first goal. Yeah, they got a, yeah, that's right. They're one zero and zero when they score the first goal. Uh, I mean, the way the game was going at one point, I was thinking like maybe they want to just give up the first goal, but then they took over in the second period. Um, but yeah, Marino probably yeah probably good argument that was his best game of the season to date. Um, showed some of more puck skills, which I think is nice to see because he has that in his repertoire. So, um, But yeah, I mean, I like the t- defensive game overall at 5-on-5. Five five. They didn't really let the Wild generate too many quality chances. Yeah, um, I, something else to point out, Luke Hughes, two points. Um, yeah, is he, what, at six points in eight games now or something like that, right? He's doing quite well for himself. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Toffoli keeps his goal streak going. Eric Hollow keeps a hot hand as well. That was an absolute bomb of a shot uh, over Flurry's glove. Yeah, 
Yeah, Meyer kept his point streak going. Um, but unfortunately, no points for Jack Hughes. We knew this day would come. We knew this day would come. Well, I think he was credited with an assist earlier in the game, but they took it away from him. So, um, yeah, he wasn't going to go, you know, scoring a point every game was going to happen eventually. But it looked pretty good as well. Um, You know, Tyler Toffoli, yeah, not really many bad things you can say about his game uh, to this point of the season. He's been just what the Devils have wanted when they acquired him. Yeah, and Timo Meyer's really hitting his stride as well, which is exactly what we needed to see, especially yeah. after signing that big ticket. Yeah, I was a little disappointed in Alex Holt's time, uh, ice time. I thought he was playing pretty well in the beginning of the game, and he only played about seven minutes. Um, I think that's a byproduct of who his centerman was, and unfortunately yeah. he was just a, a casualty of that. Yeah, it's just that my thing is the way Dawson Mercer is playing, he shouldn't be playing up the higher up the lineup. Than Holtz at this point, I think it's quite. I mean, Mercer almost cost them that game by not shooting the puck at the empty net there um, in the final what minute or two minutes of that game. Uh, that was bad. If Nico Heischer is able to play on Thursday, I would probably take Mercer out of the lineup for one game um, just to let him reset because uh, he he nearly blew that game for them, and he's not. I didn't think he had a good game again. I think he's uh, he's he had some good moments on the penalty kill, but I thought he was kind of invisible at five and five. Yeah, maybe he just needs a, a full reset, as you said. And, you know, obviously this podcast hasn't come out yet. So, you know, if I'm if I'm able to see into the future, he might listen later in this podcast and things might get corrected. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. So uh, hopefully that's the case. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to touch on from this game? No, that's just a good way to close out. Uh, obviously, they get the, another three-day break here, so they're done with the month of October. They close it out 5-2-1 and one for the month. And I think they're starting to trend in a more... Uh, how do I say this? They're starting to trend in a direction where we were, we want to see them, uh, how we wanted to see them before the start of the season. So uh, I think they're starting to get into a bit of a rhythm here. And you know, hopefully the three-day layoff doesn't really ruin that, but uh, I like where they're heading right now. Yeah, I think five, two, and one. If you told me that in October, I mean, even if you replicate that every month going forward, you're a playoff team, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, they're currently on pace to make the playoffs pretty easily. So, um, yeah, I think good start for sure. Yeah, I think we're all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the one point I just want to make is Jesper Bratt. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he, the, he was the yeah the, he was the best player on the ice today for sure. Um, even he, he drove that. play, he stood out. His finishing, yeah, he he's the real deal, man. Yeah, he he was really good today. Um, I mean, almost had a hat trick if uh, Bastion wasn't offside uh, on that play where Holtz made a really good play. I want to point that out to set up Brat, but. Um, yeah, I really, that's something I'll be talking about and writing about in the next couple of days, how Alex Holtz definitely deserves more ice time moving forward. So, Yeah, I, he'll, he'll get it on this road trip because there's a lot of hockey coming up. And yeah, for sure. They're going to have to lean on the depth of this lineup. Yeah, I think they got, what, three and four at the end of the week, right? Um, so, yeah, definitely going to have to play him a little more. Exactly. So, all right. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll get into our favorite sections of the week. Hey everyone, Alex here from NJ Devils on the Rush. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. 
Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. For example, the Giants and Commanders are playing this week. Commanders are uh, minus 125 and two-point favorites, while the Giants are plus one or five. And the over-under for that game is 39.5 at minus 110. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we are back with my favorite segment, Stantec! All right, Alejandro, what do you got for us? Yeah, so I know Devils fans, and I've seen it in my mentions, uh, you know, Concerned about goaltending, and I mean it's early in the season, so I'm not sure how concerned I would be. Um, it's kind of tough to say, um, but I think one thing that um, could be pretty encouraging, uh, at least when it comes to Kira Schmid, is that his high danger save percentage is at 917 right now, which is excellent. Um, he's not given; he's actually doing a great job start stopping the most difficult shots he faces. The problem is he's not stopping the low and medium danger shots. So I think if you're looking for a goalie, and I think Vanacek is going to turn it around too, just based on his career history. He's got a 909 save percentage entering this season. He'll turn it around. But I think if you think a goal, if you were to bet on a goalie turning it around sooner, I think it would be Akira Schmid because he's if once he just stops, you know, starts making saves on the the easier shots, there's there to his high danger save percentage is there to suggest that. He's going to stop the high danger shots. I know it's a really small sample size to start the season, but I think Schmidt will turn it around sooner than later. And I don't know. We're recording this as when they would usually do a morning skate, but I think he might start against the Wild tonight. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think Akira Schmidt is the goalie who will turn it around quicker. Uh, there's there's some stuff there to suggest that he will. He better. Yeah, I think out of we're in some trouble, bud. Yeah, I think both of them will figure it out at some point. I mean, Vanacek's high danger save percentage the last two games has been really good. Uh, this is the last two starts, at least against um, Montreal and Buffalo. So there's a little bit of encouraging stuff there. I think once they're just not making the easy saves right now, and you got to figure at some point that they will make the easy saves. Let's hope. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this uh, turn down the offensive end and shout out to cj for his tweet a day ago the new jersey devils have scored at least three goals in all seven games so far this season if they do it again tonight they will tie the team record for consecutive games with three plus goals to start a season 1990 that's a long time Long time, yeah. long time coming for these boys to put the puck in the net. But it's been fun to see because, to your point, when we brought it up last, you know, last review and last segment, 
it doesn't seem there's a lead too large for these boys to come back from. Yeah. That doesn't mean we need to test that theory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, continually, we do not need to test that theory. It'd be nice. I'm almost scared to score the first goal because if we scare, we score the first goal, then you know they might just take out oh, the job's done. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. That maybe they prefer being down. Maybe they prefer being down one nothing. I don't know. Uh, I I doubt it, but. Um, I mean, yeah, they haven't had a. Tr- I mean, they most teams who'd give up the first goal in seven straight games would not be four, two, and one. So that speaks to the you know whole scoring three goals or more a game. Uh, it's just how good their offense is. Yeah, they're just buttoning up a little bit on the back end. Yeah, for sure. Now, uh, that yeah, that's my sad time. I mean, listen, we'll see what happens tonight with the Wild. Yeah. All right, should we move into Devil's Dungeon? Um, yeah, let's go for it. All right. You want me to kick it off, or are you going to kick it off? Uh, no, you can, I know who I'm going to go with, but you can kick it off. Sure. I'm going to go with Brandon Smith. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> uh, I, I can't watch it anymore. It's it's brutal. I'm sorry. I, th- I know he's a great locker room guy, but he's really put Luke in some really bad situations and, and that's not good for someone whose confidence you're trying to build as a young defenseman I know we're at a weird injury point right now and different things like that but at some point that, that's got to change and they got to they got to get Luke someone better it's almost like when Jack first started out it's like you got to give the kid some wingers well you got to give this kid a decent partner yeah they're going to have to figure that out at some point whether it's someone from within the organization or even acquiring a depth player if they're not confident in Colin Miller when he comes back yeah so well, uh, who are you throwing in this right. week so last week I put Timo Meyer in the dungeon and what did Timo Meyer do in the after he was in the dungeon he went out and started playing his best hockey. So this week, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to put Dawson Mercer. Yeah, Dawson Mercer, but yeah, up to Timo. Yeah, He's he, listening. Uh, that's what I was going to say. Timo must be listening. So I'm going to do that this week with Dawson Mercer. Uh, he looked better against Buffalo when he was at center. So I think rough, especially with Nico out, I would assume he's going to stay at center for a little bit. But yeah, Mercer... Uh, not the best start. He's got no points in seven games. He's not really creating much in the way of offense either. So Mercer in the dungeon, but I do it out of love like I did with Timo Meyer. Hopefully this gets him going as well. Listen, you, you've got the magic touch of when to throw people in the dungeon. So <laughs> I I expect a hat trick tonight. Yeah, that would that would be something, wouldn't it? <laughs> Actually, it probably wouldn't be tonight because yeah. we won't have it released. Yeah, it won't be released until then. In the, in the game in Minnesota. The game in Minnesota. Right, yeah, on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic alex fantastic yeah listen I, I think it's a little bit of unlock i think it's a little bit of not having nico or jack as your center and you having to kind of create a little bit more on your own but it will come yeah uh, there's too much depth he started last season pretty slow too and then got going it's a season one along so i'm not really overly concerned yet and it's not like he's killing them defensively either. He's doing great on the penalty kill now, and I thought he had some really strong shifts against the Sabres on the penalty kill. Yeah, I agree. Alrighty. And you could argue if the scorekeeper wanted that he could have gotten assist on that hollow shorthanded goal. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he touched the puck or not, but um, yeah, I mean, he he did contribute to that goal 
even without the exactly. assistant. So. Exactly. Maybe like a fake ghost secondary. Yeah. You know, like unassisted and awesome Mercer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his, the pressure he applied on Cousins forced the turnover, really. So Exactly. So I'm not too worried either. So uh, with love, Dawson, uh, keep warm in the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's uh, move into our three stars of the week. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, just as an FYI, we are recording this before the wild game. So the three stars, Devil's Dungeon and Stat Attack, do not incorporate the wild game this season. So if we get this one slightly wrong based off tonight's performance, don't don't uh, don't hold our feet to the fire. Yeah, well, we're gonna have to put ourselves in the dungeon, maybe. Listen, I, I probably deserve it with some of my rants. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right, who we got our third star of the week there, Alejandro? Uh, yeah, so third star, I'm going to go with Eric Halla because uh, he was such a significant factor in them winning the Sabres game uh, with his two goals. I mean, the shorthanded goal was huge, and then obviously he had the game winner. Um, I thought, to even though I think earlier in the week he didn't really play as well, I think he was still kind of dealing with whatever injury that was uh, annoying him, nagging him, however you want to put it. Um, but uh, he played really against well against Buffalo, and I'm, you know, I'm maybe looking a little bit ahead here to the Wild game, thinking he's going to have another good game too. So uh, hopefully this looks good when by the time we release it. But yeah, I'm going with Paula as the third star. All right, interesting pick. Uh, I think there's a little recency bias there. Yeah, with for that sure. One. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Timo. I think to your point, Timo got called out in the dungeon and he came to play. He He's really stepped up his game. He's starting to get those points. He got his first goal. He's really making his physical uh, physical presence felt uh, on the other teams. So yeah, shout out to Timo. He, he's figured it out and his agent was at the game. Oh, uh, uh, yes. You did uh, text me that. Yeah, Love me a little Claude. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Timo's the third star for me. Who you got at second? I like the Foley. Um, two go or five? What was it? Five goals this week. Um, so I think that was in the Sabres game. I thought uh, what's his name? Comrie robbed him a couple times. He robbed him and Timo a couple times. He did, yeah. So I mean, the he had twelve shots on goal. Am I looking at this right? Yeah, twelve shots on goal this week. Um, he's creating a lot of chances. Um, it's kind of crazy too. Like you think five goals in one week, he was way performing his outperforming his expected goals, and he kind of was, but he still generated four point one expected goals this week. So like, he's generating quality chances, and if he keeps doing that, there's going to be a lot of goals in his future, especially with he's the line mate he has. Big old righty stick. He just got that big old paddle out there, yeah. and he's very good at just making contact on his shots. You know what he's very good at is lifting the puck. He does make it difficult for the goalie that's down in the butterfly to, to save his yeah, shot. Yeah, he's got a really good shot. I mean, he, we saw that with him in Calgary last year when he had 34 goals. So, yeah, Tyler Toffoli, it was pretty an easy one for second star. For me, at least. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think I can challenge that, right? right I yeah. think it's, it's definitely Toffoli, the ravioli. Um, good to see him happy and getting going and fitting in nicely. I, I guess, you know, to his point, it's pretty easy when you got Jack up the middle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, should we just mint it already? I mean, it's, I like, it's like last season. <laughs> it's last season all over again. It's Jack Hughes' first star. I mean, you can't say, you can't pick anyone else yet. He had, what, eight points this week? Uh, he had seven assists this week, and five of them were primary assists, which is insane. And then he had that power play goal against Buffalo. What was that? 
<laughs> and the goal they just gave him in the Sabres game. Yeah, so, I mean... I think Luke was driving him home, and he's like, oh, look, I got a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it happened after the game when they, they gave him the credit for that officially. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't pick anyone else for first star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, there are some honorable mentions, though. I think Nico definitely deserves an honorable mention. Yeah, he I know he, well. he was playing well before he got hurt. And obviously, we're seeing a completely new Jesper this season. Penalty kill Jesper, four on four Jesper, power play Jesper. Yeah, five, five. You're seeing every aspect of the game, and what's been really noticeable is his physicality. Yeah, and Even I think Popper Fisherman's brought that up. <laughs> yeah, he has been more physical this season, and uh, I think you could even say Alex Holtz as a honorable mention as well. He yeah. had a good week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, when you're scoring five goals a game, it's yeah, it's tough. You can't, can't. Oh, also, sorry, Michael McLeod definitely deserves an honorable mention because he's moved up and down this lineup, and he has not really missed a beat with his zone entries. Listen, I know he can't shoot the puck, but he's definitely a serviceable center, especially with his speed and skill. Yeah, and the faceoffs, the defensive play, you know, that's what you want from a bottom six center for sure. Yeah. So, and it might look like he'll he might have to step up the lineup uh, these next couple games. Yeah. Anything else we want to hit on? No, no. I think that covers it. Ahead. You know, we'll take care of the wild game afterward. But yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah, now. we'll look. We'll get, so we're not going to look ahead to this wild game, but we should look ahead to the next wild game. Yeah. Which what, is what is it? Wild Thursday. and the, the Blues this coming week, I think. Right. Well, Wild Blues and Blackhawks. So, so is that, they got another Sunday game next week. Is that the, yeah? Yeah, interesting. During NFL season, um, I know, kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but they're going on a little bit of a road trip here. Yeah, so they're going out to the Central Division a little bit. Yeah, so they're doing the Wild Blues, Hawks, and Avalanche. I think we'll probably record. Before the Hawks game, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see how the schedule our schedules work out. Exactly, but not an easy one. I mean, these are not easy wins here. So, yeah. you know, you expect to win against the Blackhawks. And you the expect Blues. to be the Blues. Look and terrible. the Blues. Yeah. yeah, and the Blues. But that that you know, they're prime time next uh, Tuesday the seventh against the Avalanche. That's a TNT game, ten p.m. That should be a fun one. Yeah, late night. I'm looking forward. I like the late night games. I'm weird like that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hate them. I, I, <laughs> I legitimately know. Hate, I, I'm a night owl, so uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy them. I hate them because I have to get up so early the next morning. Um, yeah, the schedule's starting to pick up, so it should be fun. Uh, expecting two out of three wins here? Yeah, probably something like that. Um yeah, I mean, Minnesota's not even great, but yeah, two out of three is the, the reasonable expe- uh, expectation. And we'll see where Nico is, right? Yeah. I think that it helps that they have uh, three days off uh, after this wild game uh, between the two wild games. I'd be shocked if he didn't go out west with them. Yeah, he'll, if he go out west with them, then we know it's, yeah. it's no way. Yeah, he enough. might not play Thursday, um, but maybe that, because it's a back to back, isn't it? The, the wild and blues. Uh, this yeah. Week. yeah, so maybe he doesn't play against Minnesota on Thursday, but he returns Friday against St. Louis. We'll see. Really need him back for that avalanche game. Yeah, that will, that's the key. If he's out, then they might be in a bit of trouble. Yeah. All right, Alex. Uh, well, I'll talk to you a little bit later tonight. Yeah, for sure. Um, big game tonight. Yeah, so. Well, outside of that, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, it's
it's been a fun start to the season. This team's definitely got something. Just a few things they need to clean up, and I think this November schedule really see see what this team is made of. Yep. With that being said, let's go Devils. Let's go Devils.